The following is presented by the Cheeky Bastards. Come to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. yippee ki motherfuckers, and welcome to the 8th edition of Dropping a Bruce, the monthly podcast where we watch every single one of Bruce Willis's 40 direct-to-video releases from his acting career to see if he took the role for a paycheck and dropped a deuce, or if, in fact, he took the role and gave it his all and dropped a Bruce. I am the Notorious Guy, K. And from the UK, this is Steve Smith. And together, we will be your reluctant captains on this 40-month journey through the lesser-known movies of Mr. Bruce Willis's filmography. This month's stop is the 2016 action thriller, Precious Cargo. Bum, 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 yeah. There's cargo, it's precious, and that's all you motherfuckers need to know. Let's do it. It's good. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Smith, I watched it last night. When's the, when did you watch it? I watched it last night, too. One viewing or two viewings this time? One viewing. I almost did a second viewing today, but I had other things I wanted to get done. So I, once again, just did the one viewing. I will ask you first. You know, I'm, you know we'll get into the, the nuts and the bolts and the, the preciouses and the cargoes. What did you uh, think after watching it? <laughs> well, um, I've got to say, I'm good, maybe, maybe I'll catch hell for this. I had a lot of fun with this one. I was, I was laughing. I was walking my dog today thinking, I'm going to tell Steve that I hated it and I loved it at the same fucking time. I completely understand <laughs> where you're coming from. Those of you who follow uh, the Church of Tarantino, my original podcast that I have, I have a letterbox on there. And I have put on one of my lists, the list of everything we've got going. And this one is, even though it's got low numbers, it's higher up than a majority of the films we've seen. Like, yeah. in, in transparency, I have this. My number one is always probably going to be assassination of a high school president. I don't think that's ever oh, going to get no, passed. I don't doubt that. I don't, no question. For I think. me, you and I will differ here. My number two was Catch 44, and I really think it should be up higher as it is because if you start to look at the other ones we watched, it slowly climbs up to, I mean, it may be shit in the bowl, but it's raising. I actually have Precious Cargo right below it. I went back through and was just thinking of all the other movies. Now, we're going to get into this, and I don't want anyone to hear what we're saying right now. And expect that when you sit down, you're going to see a fucking actioneer movie that you're like, oh, this is like John Wick 5. No. <laughs> this, this thing's got more holes than a brick of Swiss cheese. This thing well, is also look, a stinker. Yeah. But yeah, that, right. it has so many things that the other movies we have watched lately don't have uh, that made it so enjoyable. Like, I've got to say, can I just say, right, where you just, sorry, where you just said about um, Catch 44 being the second best. And then this. This is your second best, and then Catch 44? It's fair. No. Do you know what? I've got to be on. I'm going to be completely yeah. be, straight Be transparent. Up on. Do it. You know You know what? Give me all the shit you like. I've dealt with enough um, overly sensitive <laughs> podcasters just lately. <laughs> I will say, right. Assassination of a high school president. No question. Would be tough to beat just in general anyway. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It was that good. <laughs> hate <laughs> me for this. Um, I like the setup. I like set up more than catch forty four. I, I know, I knew you would. I, yeah, I know yeah. that's where we you and I flip. But no question, this is just third for me. <laughs> it's just, it's I, just. You know a... what? There were times in this. Right, we've got so much ground to cover, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say any more than that. Why right don't now, we let uh, the old uh, 
all will be revealed. So before we get suckered into a double-crossing scheme by our ex-pregnant girlfriend, what? it's time for our... What you talking about, Willis? Just the facts, man. Just the facts. This film was released in 2016, written by Max Adams and Paul Cetichin, and directed by Max Adams, starring Mark Paul Gossler, Bruce Willis, Claire Falani, John Brotherton, Daniel Bernhardt, Lydia Hall, Genevieve Kelly, Tyler Olson, and Sammy Barber, with a running time of 90 minutes. It holds a 4.6 on IMDb and a zero critics and 23 audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. After a botched heist, a seductive thief enlists the help of her ex-lover to help her steal precious cargo of rare gems so that she can get back in the good graces of her murderous crime boss. Lionsgate and Grindhouse Entertainment Group presents Precious Cargo. Jack. What can I do for you, Eddie? Say hi, sweetheart. Just run, Jack. Eddie, please. Karen said you were the best, the Michelangelo of thieves. I'm offering you a trade. What's the job? 30 million in gems on this truck. Armored car. I can't ever just be a local jewelry store. Let's run through this. Nick, I stopped the truck. Hey, buddy, you might want to duck. Logan? Provide overwatch. We got seven, six bad guys. Drew, we got one on the right. Let her go. Three. <laughs> we had a deal. Two. Sometimes things just don't work out. One. Down! Yes! Let's go. This little thing, what is this? A key. And how much is it in the safe? Half a billion. Wanna play games? I'll play games. You're doing a job that I planned. That would put you and your merry band of misfits down. Don't kid yourself. It's always personal. Bad guys always have automatic weapons. <laughs> You're not dead yet. Only on the inside. We got a problem. Could have been bad. Could have. Well, let's go, guys. Come on. All this to get shot up here on this roof, that's your plan? Bang. Bruce Willis plays Eddie Beloza. Oh, another fucking guy who's another criminal boss, huh? Eddie, a lot of criminal bosses in the South. This is shot in Mississippi, so he's a crime boss in Mississippi that runs some kind of criminal enterprise. What the fuck he's into is pretty much anyone's fucking guess. I, I'm not a hundred percent. I it's it's uh, I don't know. He's not mafia. He feels like Joe Cabot from Reservoir Dogs a little bit. Like he might put a team together. I I would put him more in the Joe Cabot camp. Don't really know yeah, what yeah. he does. It's we're. we're it's, I mean, we're on playing, the level this movie of, plays level fast and loose. It, the level of criminal that he is. Yes. We're in Joe Cabot territory, definitely. But all the crimes that are going to be committed, they, these are fast and loose. These are kind of like, hey, as a you, <laughs> I enjoyed <laughs> these kind of movies with these crimes, so we're going to cherry pick them, and they're all going to be a part of this. And everybody's just part of a crime organization that we, you know, we don't really know. However, we did start last month talking about the other roles that Mr. Willis put out. 
He had three movies come out. One being obviously this. The other one is what we'll be talking about next month. So I won't give that away just yet. And his only theatrical release in 2016 was a cameo during the end credits for the movie Split, which was part of the Unbreakable trilogy. So in 2016, Mr. Willis does not put out what you would consider an actual Hollywood theatrical release movie. He does appear in two of the straight-to-DVDs, this being one of them. And let's just give you a quick recap of this plot. A double-crossing horse failed attempt to fuck over her murderous ex-lover boss forces her to have to sucker her ex-lover partner in crime into helping save her ass by pulling off to absolutely ludicrous and impossible heists because he thinks she's pregnant with his kid. Have I pretty much covered it? Is that pretty much the back of the box right there? Do you know what? God bless you. God bless you for making sense <laughs> of this movie. But in the defense of this movie, yes. it got to the point where I didn't know what was going on. But I was having so much fun that I didn't care. I thought, this movie will wrap up. It has a shit ton of action that goes nowhere, yep. but a shit ton of it. Like, so much action, you actually think more things are going to happen than it does, but it's just a lot of action while people also talk. Yeah. It also has some of the best little monologue bullshit oh. scenes ever. Like, I felt like they were speaking the language like, oh, Fabrice. <laughs> like, I felt like there were moments I was like, <laughs> did he just some, say that? There was oh, I was like, this is amazing. gems of dialogue in this movie. Unbelievable gems. It has a couple of your favorite people in it, too, we'll get Ooh, into. Me. Oh, um, I. I've got to say though, um, I think apart from the look, apart from the first movie, the assassination, blah mm -hmm. blah, this is definitely the easiest watch I've had. Yes, and the sad thing is, I was nervous because I sent you this. There was a post that maybe screen ran or someone talking about the you know the movies from the 2010s that all had a zero critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. And this yeah, yeah. was one of them on the list. And I thought, I was like, well, I mean, at this point, we have been on such a downward slide. I was like, yeah, I mean, this I guess a, I'm just, yeah. this surprised me. It's a breath of fresh air. And like you said, I said about two months ago, I think during Vice, I talked about a movie that came out in 94 with Mr. Nicolas Cage, and it was called Deadfall. That's right. It's an awful, awful movie. Yet. There are some gem moments from him, and they're just things that happen that are so ludicrous, so unbelievable. The stuff even Nicholas does, you're just you're mesmerized when it happens. The movie right. makes no sense. There's no, no point, just like this one. But sometimes you're just like, it's almost, I don't want to say it's Top Gun Maverick. It's not. But it's in that level, like, I went in with such low expectations. Uh, yes. yeah. Such low expectations. Such like, I was like, all right. Uh, I, was like, this, oh, I, was like, I was like, this is just going to suck. I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to make through this 90 minutes. And we're going to have the fun with it. We're just going to enjoy this, all right? Because yeah. I was like, I'm going to take some notes. I'm going to talk so much shit about it. I'm just going to get real cynical and wise-ass, and we're just going to do a lot of the oh yo stuff on the show. I'm like, everyone's going to love it. And then I didn't expect it to be somewhat entertaining. I kind of was like looking around going, this sucks, but it's also kind of good. I think um, the only way to go with this um, exercise, that we're, <laughs> this thing we're doing, you have got to go in. At this point, we now know you have got to go in with the lowest of expectations. Yes. That is the only way yes, you're going to find something to enjoy. Yes. Yeah. But so I did, you know, it's been tough, you know, with 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 we've looked out for each other, we've had each other's backs in the last few months, you know. <laughs> it's been difficult, but you've been we've been cheerleading each other to get us through. This one, obviously I was watching, I'm thinking, oh man, 
I hope Scott doesn't hate this. <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. I was like, I hope we don't fight about I, this. I kind so, of thought, so... if you hate this, I can't see you liking any of them. <laughs> Funny thing is, is originally, I was kind of like, I don't think I like this very much. But yet, surprising moments kept happening. And sometimes ridiculous moments. I mean, the whole plot is a ridiculous. Lot of, and we'll get into it in a second. Things, but yeah. I, you know what I think saves the film? Two things. We've watched a bunch of bullshit action movies. That's what they've been. And we said this in our Vice episode where... They could have leaned into B-movie tropes. They could have gone exploitation. Oh. They don't do any of that. None of it. No. Now, this one, I think why, why you and I enjoy it. Funny thing is I was going to take a shit on this guy originally because Max Adams, who directs this and wrote this, also was one of the writers from Extraction from a month ago, which is, and to me, still the one of the d dumbest movies we've ever watched. It's awful. And yet he does a great job. This is the only movie he directs ever. This is his only directorial Yeah, this is his only title, yeah. And he wrote this one. And I was like, he definitely, or it could have also been his, you know, his co-writer. I'm sure I'll butcher his name. Paul see the shit. I don't know. He, he saw shit. Oh, Paul saw shit. Paul Anyways, take a shit over Paul here. Paul see the shits over here. Paul's got the shits. Anyways, Paul's got the shits. And Adams here, they, they're fans of action comedies. And that's why it works. Now, they may not know how to write they're fucking way out of a paper bag when it comes to a crime heist and all that other shit. But they have these funny, ridiculous quips and things being said. And this, there is, I almost was wishing that this was just a fucking comedy. And there are moments I was like, I wish this would went more along the lines of like uh, the good guys. Like, yeah, we've got some action thrown in, but I reform. Yeah, well, to be fair, I started seeing this as kind of an action comedy. I don't think it, it was intentional. Isn't. No, 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 yeah. absolutely. It's not an action comedy, no. but it, it's lighthearted, at least. Doesn't take itself too seriously. If they had pulled the same punches with the dialogue with some of the sex and nudity they could have had in this and, and actually make the violence seem more than just like, more than just like you and I going out in the backyard with some blank firing guns and just firing them just to fire them. You know what yeah. I mean? Just because it sounds cool. Oh, yeah. This movie could have had some real fucking juice to it. So I started out before I even started watching. I usually go through the IMDb and I try to find some some things to pull, you know, some, some fun tidbits. things, give us some little information. And this film made the equivalent of 107 US dollars at the UK box office in its opening weekend, and it was only in five theaters. But it only made 107 dollars. I think it was 86 pounds. It's not a lot. That's because I went to see it 12 you times. <laughs> and I wrote this down thinking, all right, this I'll, I'll bring this up. This is the only movie that Max Adams directed. However, he also has written. Last month's Extraction, the 2015 straight-to-DVD film Heist, starring Robert De Niro, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and Dave Bautista. And he wrote the upcoming, and actually by the time you listen to this, folks, it should already be out, Expendables 4. So I went into that going, oh, fuck. He did Extraction. I was like, that was a fucking dumpster fire of a turd. I'm thinking, this one's going to be the same. Now, I come out of this film going, I don't know if the action's going to be great in Expendables 4, but there could be some good fucking choice lines coming out of Expendables <laughs> 4. So, I'm kind of like, now, I was like, I was going to just not even go see it, because I don't think Stallone's in it much, and it's really kind of passing out the stadium, and we got our boy, I mean, we literally got a who's a who who's already been on this epi these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, no, you're right. As we the know, know where you're going with that. So, I'm like, I'm kind of going to have to go see it, just to see if he's if he's written the same kind uh, of clips that I'll we get in this fucking and, film. I'll always go and see an Expendables movie. I was a fan of all three that, of the previous ones. They're all very watchable. They're, they're, you know, they're the kind of movies I'll go back to. But you know, this movie it kind of made me laugh because it's a heist movie, and the, the production company is called Man Made Productions, and it's M A N N. So I'm like, 
Are they like <laughs> alluding to Michael Mann here? But apparently, no, that Scott Mann is one of the producers. There are 20 producers on this one. We're getting a little lower, though. We've cut it in half. Yes, we've dropped, we've dropped our 40 down. to 30s. We're getting down a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it did have your favorite CGI production company title. I was like, my first real note. It says, opens with Steve's favorite pro- CGI production company title. Yeah. that little train. I was like, yeah, there that it is. Yeah, that's always. I was like, we're in. Every time. I was like, ooh, we're in for it. Yeah, we're in for some real heavy special special effects. Oh, no, it's a logo. So then we've got, again, a person that, in the States, I don't know if this show made it over across the pond, but uh, Saved by the Bell. Fame, Mark Paul Gosselaar. Um, I know the show. Oh, oh, he, he was, was in the that, star. Right? I didn't yeah, know that. He was like the star of that show, so he's the star in this. And I thought, okay. And it opens with him like on a beach hitting golf balls into the Gulf of Mexico. Because Mississippi's on the Gulf of Mexico. And... I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, like, these guys roll up and, like, everyone's packing guns on this boardwalk. I'm like, and is this Panama? Like, where? This is America. Like, I know, I know we like guns. No one's rolling up to the beach. Anywho, you know, it starts off, you're like, okay, what's this all about? And then our boy, our boy who actually had his best role so far. And he's been in, and I think there's 12 of them he's in, Tyler Olsen. Tyler Olsen. We're like, oh, he's here. He's like shooting at him. And the next thing you know, this black gun trader, they're double crossing Paul and he gets shot in the chest and down goes Paul. And I thought, wow, we must be doing a flashback from this point now because I'm like, I know he's the star. Like, I know it's not Bruce. So I'm like, we must be doing a flashback. And then my wife came in and said something to me. And so I'm kind of like Lucy. And then all of a sudden I turn around and he's back on his feet again. So I had to pause it, scroll back a bit to figure out when. Because in my mind, I thought, oh, we're, like there's some kind of like time travel movie where he's able to change time. I was like, what? what? Maybe the pressure's going to like, maybe this is some kind of watch. It turns back time. He's got, like, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, wait a minute. Are we playing with time? No. So he got shot and he gets back up. And I'm like, there's no blood. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? And then the guy shoots him in the head. Once again, he gets back up. And so the guy looks at his weapon and he changed out the magazine, goes shooting again. And then Paul says something about to Logan. And all of a sudden, this fucking dude gets lit up and we get a gunfight. And then we realize that I was like, this is probably the best opening we've had and the most ridiculous opening we've ever had. Like, I yeah. was like, this is, there's parlor tricks going on all over the place. And we're five minutes into the film. I thought, well, fuck me. If we're going to keep doing this kind of shit throughout the movie, this might be worth the hour and a half I'm going to sit here for. What ends up happening is, and we only get this once, but it does help a little bit in, the, in later in the movie. Guess apparently Paul, Paul's people tend to sell weapons to people. They get the money. They give them the weapons. Our guy Tyler Olson is a guy who like finds his way into this group, and he hides out. And right before the exchange, somehow he's able to change everyone's bullets out for blanks. And so when they go to shoot people, they don't get any. What? Look, I'll tell you right now, folks. If you go into this film thinking you're gonna get, you're gonna think, don't. Don't. Just know that every every other minute, it's going to be something. There's going to be horrible acting, followed by amazing fucking dialogue scenes, followed by, is this even an action movie, followed by horrible. It's just, it goes, it's, it's a roller coaster. There are moments like, I don't know if I'm going to make yeah. it to this film. And then you're like, this may be one of the funniest things I've seen. It does, re- it redeems itself constantly. I mean, it is a roller coaster. It's it, like that scene from Dumb and Dumber. Just when I thought you couldn't get any dumber, you totally go redeem yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the whole bullet, the whole. But I was all I was thinking was, you know, so what? You just kill everyone. You know, if you sell them blanks, and when they find out, you kill them. I don't know how you're still alive because you're just some. It's kind of like it reminded me of um, sort of a poor man's Mark Wahlberg a bit. Do you know what I mean? He's kind of yeah. like this sort of... But he's good. Like, oh, no, we, I'm not, di- we, I'm not we, we talked guy. about, like, Patrick, uh, what's his name, Jason Patrick. Like, he's been better 
than yeah. most of the leads that we have had in the last four to five films. Felipe, not a good lead in setup, right? It's awful. He would have been so much better in setup. He was better than Josh Duhamel. He was better than Jason Patrick. He's all right. He does, maybe he's not in the same vein as your boy Thomas Jane because he's not going through a whole lot of things. He was better <laughs> than our boy last last month. Like never, never he has really Thomas risen Jane. high in the ranks of our like of yeah, part yeah, of the people yeah. we get leads. No, I, I wasn't dissing the guy. I just no, meant, I know what like, you mean though. Yeah, he's, he's obviously like they're, what they're aiming for is a is a kind of like you know. A bit of a kind of lovable rogue kind of guy, you know. He's not a mean kind of nasty piece of work. He does some <laughs> shady shit, but he's kind of like, hey, he's a bit fun. and a He's bit... kind of like a Robin Hood hired a gold over here. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, what are you going to so do? You can, still hey, see him like, you can see he's kind of like a Mark Wahlberg sort <laughs> yeah. of type. And he's got this, um, he's got his, uh, this female um, sniper, pal. Oh, thank you, God, you're probably about to. When she gets done, it's Logan. Her name's Logan. When she gets done shooting people... On this first time, she grabs a cigarette like she's going to smoke it. You can tell one, she's never she's smoked never a cigarette before. Never had a cigarette before in her life. I don't think she's ever fired a gun before in her life either. No. But so that we know that she's a badass, because this girl's pretty hot if you look at her IMDb page. They put this scar on the side of her yeah. cheek. Actually, it was such a well-done scar. I had to look up her pictures to see if that was a real scar. Like, I was like, right. did she actually yeah. get cut? And then she has this bullet on a necklace, so we know yeah, yeah. she's oh, badass. Yeah. She like, like, just in case we didn't know, yeah. you well, all I know. Put, in my notes, <laughs> I put unconvincing sniper chick who can't even smoke a cigarette properly. So we were obviously on the same page there as well. <laughs> um, but she's, you know, she's not a great actress, no. She's a plank of wood, but she's okay. Yeah, you, you know, you kind of get used to it. When she's on screen, you're kind of like, oh, I wish she would die. Because you really don't, she cannot act. Although she's easy on the eye, moment, though. I don't her mean best that moment, a... and we'll get to it at the end of the movie, but those post-credit video things they do for whatever reason, I that know. is, what that's her best that? moment is talking to that camera, pretending well, she's, she's watching acting, his dog. When she's actually <laughs> literally playing just herself, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. You've got so you've got this sniper chick who's just kind of like badass who's just not convincing in any no. way, but easy on the eye, you know. And if, you know what? It doesn't move into the two of them being in a relationship, which I was appreciative of because well, that's usually the thing. Oh, there's a hot chick on a team, do, do, do. <laughs> one of us well, is gonna bang her, <laughs> well, and maybe know. she's already banged someone else, and that's gonna cause team disruption. It's at least, but, that yeah, but happen. the guy himself, he's kind of um, he spreads it around. <laughs> Yeah, but once again, another one of my notes. I think it's safe to say most of these movies have pretty good fucking opening titles. Once again, it kicks yeah, into no, another good one, opening title sequence. I was like, I think they spent all of the budget. Unfortunately, pretty yes. well, no, they spend a lot of time on the credit sequence. If only they would have spent that same amount of time and effort on the action sequences, which you know they're not bad. They're just very flat. They're not very exciting. These action sequences that you know they're, they're not bad, but. You're kind of like, oh, you know. You Here's the credit we can give them, right? I think we can do this Jekyll and Hyde thing for them. There's a lot of them. They're probably the most we've had in any of the movies that we've that we've watched. They may have as many in this movie as all the movies we've watched have had, it seems like. It felt like. Because they go from action piece to action piece, and they do quite a bit of them. The problem with them is there are no stakes involved. We're never worried for anybody because when we open up, the very first real action scene we get is 
well, this is my notes, but not that we care, but like uh, Claire Fulani's character is apparently robbing a bank or some bullshit in the Cayman Islands, and Bruce Willis's character, we finally get to see him. He's upset about that, so he fucking has her arrested or whatever bullshit. <laughs> it's very, like I said, this is fast and loose. However, the best moment for me of Bruce Willis is this moment when he's done with the call and turns around to the guy with the suit. And this is when I knew, I was like, we might be in good territory. Because I, I was like, because everything else, like I'm like, the opening, I was like, okay, we got some surprises. And I thought, oh, here we go. Shitsville, we're sliding, and Bruce turns around and he says to the guy something about the color of red he wants. And the guy's like, I'm 100% sure these ties are the same color. And he's like, No, they're dipped in shit. (laughs) And he slaps the fucking guy, instant blood. It's a pretty hard slap. And he he gives him tissues and he goes, Let that dry. When that dries, that's the fucking color of the tie one. I thought, Oh, Oh, yeah. Because he says, These ties look like they've been dipped dipped in in shit. shit. Yeah. All right, Bruce. I was like, when's the last good choice line we've heard Bruce Willis speak? You know, there hasn't been a wild Willie, some ridiculous thing where he's just like, ah. when's the last good, like, almost like yippee ki yay motherfucker yeah. line we've heard? Yeah, absolutely. And this is one of them. It's been a long time. Because you're like, why'd he slap him? And then I got to give him credit because that's the one moment of like, they've got this able to write this beat where there's this violence, and he, but he makes him cool. He, he totally tapping into the 80s, 90s bad guys we know of action movies where they do something and then there's a like badass line they say and you're kind of like, damn, I can't wait to do that to somebody. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. kind of put that in well, your catalog. Not, um, but let's not let Claire Forlani off the hurt gear because she's she sucks. In moments she's good, in moments she's not. Her character is all over the place. Yeah, she's all over the place. You know, she's like, well, again, much like the sniper, and I'm not ragging on the women here, but she's not very convincing. Seeing Claire Forlani shoot a shotgun or a pistol, she's never done that before, it seems. In fairness, all these people shooting don't look like they've done it before because no one, no one gets hit. Well, she comes off the worst, though. because she, I know. Because she's supposed to be a badass. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that just doesn't fly. However, I think you should give her some credit. Because in the boat sequence we're getting to, and there's, it's just literally exposition while shooting guns. <laughs> the people you shoot behind someone who's on another boat than, than you but with a shotgun? How does that work? Doesn't matter. She's, the thing is, what she can do is she can me. fire a gun and remember her fucking lines and deliver them convincingly while firing a gun at nobody. She's just constantly like, it's like you and I will be doing a podcast and I'm fighting off Libyan terrorists at the same time, <laughs> but we're just still having this conversation. And so I was kind of like, all right, so she's not hitting anybody. No. However, they're not getting hit either. Like... It's just—it's a bit A team, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit sort of like very A team. No one getting killed, but without the great dun, 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 not even but the heroic know, I mean, music. I, I was having—I was already. I mean, by the time of the, that happened, I was having a lot of fun. You know, I was kind of like, like you say, there's some choice dialogue. I'm sure we'll get to. We have the the opening. Which was kind of surprising for the movies we've seen. Yes. Is it ridiculous? Yes. But I like the twist. I like that they were trying something. They're playing with this. Like, when he gets up twice, I was like, because, you know, I'm giving this yeah. movie zero credit going in. So I'm not thinking yeah, yeah, they're pulling any kind of you have to, thoughtful thing. I'm like, the, what the fuck is going yeah. on? And then there's like that little twist. Also, I feel like, I don't think I'm wrong here. It kind of looks good. Yeah, no, you know, again, the movie doesn't yeah, look good. Film doesn't stock, look as cheap. As, well shot. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's got that kind of, dare I say. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a say, let's say Michael Bay light. Oh yeah, no. Do you know what I mean? It's oh it's no, it's Michael Bay light. 
It's a hundred percent. And we've just come off underline let's underline the lie. Listen, we've seen you know all fifteen of his films and we saw them I in feel, rapid succession. I yeah, think we I have a pretty qualified. good idea of his cut of his catalog. Yeah, I yeah feel we're pretty qualified, qualified in this, saying yeah. this. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It's got that kind of like sunny, summery kind of yep. like Well, I mean, they're shooting down down in the Gulf of Mexico, so you're gonna get good light near the equator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're gonna get I mean, you should use as much light as possible. Which yeah. we're going to get into in a which, second. Which which Michael Bay is known for too. So yes, but it just reminded me because which because we've just seen fifteen Michael Bay All 15, movies. Yes, and it did give me that kind of like oh, but in a, in a positive way. Oh no, you know, no. Mm-hmm. you know, and like hey, this film, look, yeah. you know, you've got some, you've got you've got a pretty good cast. It's been pretty funny and entertaining so far. It looks good. Great credit sequence. I'm kind well, of I think it gets better a little bit further than you think it gets better because after the opening and even the Bruce, the Bruce line was good, but she gets arrested and we don't really give a fuck. And then he shows up and but your girl comes in. We get, you know, Mrs. Lydia Hall and he takes her home. And I even put He's the vet, just the when the movie nurse, yeah. was starting to slide into Shitsville. Steve's coos, Lydia Hall shows up and once oh, again, these fucking films don't even give us any hall. fucking nudity. That's my girl. They're in bed, his shirt's off. They're about to do it. You can tell her she's got no pants on at all. He's got his pants on. He's got his underwear on and she's got a bra on. I'm thinking, just look. Just give us all what we're here for. Just give us all what we're here for. Let's do it. We're never going to get that. Now, that moment happens and then what's-her-name shows up out of the blue... And because somehow she was able to escape, right? How she gets out of the arrest and whatever. Who cares? That's not important right now. <laughs> no, because <laughs> there, there are no answers. If any of you are looking no, for the, answers to how does yeah. Paul, how does Mark Paul Gossler, whatever his name is, say, how does his crew work? We don't know. We don't know. Are there know. any repercussions for anything that happens? No, the police never show up. No, there's only vague mentions of no there's only vague mentions of how him and his crew even really do anything. Or we know don't even know really. what we Eddie know they does. Were in the, yeah, but I feel, but I feel like you know we're um, let's not get caught up in the no, things that usually make a film good. But when she comes in, but his girlfriend comes in <laughs> or the ex or whatever, and she's like pregnant or whatever. It's late at night. Yeah. She says, "I'm going to go out there and have some of your leftovers." Apparently, I think that ends the sex scene right. That whatever's going to happen, he gets up and yeah. comes out, and it's fucking 10 a.m. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was midnight because one of his buddies, who's one of my favorite guys, uh, Simon. Mr. Uh, Willis's right-hand man, who has some real choice lines. Oh. He's outside going, they'll be dead by dawn, boss. Don't you worry. I'm thinking, why don't you just go kill, whatever you got. Maybe he's like, I'm going to get some breakfast first. All of a sudden, there's a crew of people showing up outside the, the house. And it's like, it's 10 a.m. It is so bright outside. And so I was like, yeah. oh, we're just not even worried about continuity. And then we get our first real action sequence. With a grenade that doesn't really blow up because the pin never falls, whatever. And there's some shooting going on, and we get in some boats, and we're chasing each other, and no one can hit anything. A lot of shooting, a lot of shooting. No killing. Every once in a while, one guy gets gets knocked down. And then, as you said, the Michael Bay moment. And this is when I knew I was like, because at this moment, I had lost the energy from the early part. And I was like, oh, we're just back into shitsville territory. They outdo Michael Bay. Let's just say it, all right? Because we've seen a lot of the cliche, cheesy stuff Michael Bay has done. They pull the fucking Bad Boys 2 
spin the sports car in slow motion while firing thing on a fucking boat with a shotgun and a pregnant woman shooting it. Haven't and we all had moments like, like that, though? Haven't we all done that? I was lives? like, this is amazing. I was like, what the fuck hey, is happening? Now we're talking. And it doesn't even pay off really well. I think she has like one guy. Oh, uh, no, like, she hits one guy, yeah. 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 But you're expecting like, if this is Michael oh, Bay, yeah. though, it's no, the explosion. The whole boat this goes up. This is going to be the money A boat shot. blows up. A house in the background somehow blows up as well. Like, everything's blowing up. Give them credit. They don't do slow-mo again. No. They said, we're going to do it once. We're going to pay homage to the man himself. Bada bing. One and done. One and done. Because that's all the budget they have. I will say, you know, the, gr- like the grenade with the duct tape to the door so that the pen comes out. That was a pretty cool moment. You know, that was like... Oh, yeah. But it's just, you know, they just don't pay off. Like, like you know, because they do lots of action, but it's just really like... It feels like little kids running around shooting at each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you, like no, a bang, 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 bang. If in any other film, I'd be totally with you. But, you know, with this kind of movie... You know, his main man falls in the water. This is where this movie could have been Oscar-worthy, in my opinion. They have hired... I, look, I'm pretty sure the guy I told you about two months ago, the piece of shit who uh, does all these movies, that guy who was on Vanderpumps and had his wife in Vice and seems like a real wannabe yeah, Weinstein. Yeah, he has hired probably some softcore porn actresses to sit by this pool in this entranceway. And I'll give him credit. They all are pretty, they're pretty smoking, and they've all got some. They're packing. I'm just saying, they're packing warheads. Is that good? Is that a clean way of saying it? That's the and word. so I'm thinking, oh, we got a man Simon walking in, and he's like, "Where's Eddie?" Now, when he says, "Where's Eddie?" I thought this is about to turn into a porno because it sounds like every 1980s, 90s porno that starts. It's always somebody asking a question. I'm in the wrong place, but since you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to deliver a refrigerator. I live in a tent. Well, since you're here, and one of the girls says something, they're not paying attention to him, and he shoots, <laughs> shoots one of the fucking floats. <laughs> I was like, oh. And I don't want to give away because it's maybe one of my my ones. But he says to that girl, hey, dick breath. When he says that, I was like, we're oh. in. And then he starts saying some other things, but if you don't listen to me, I'm going to slap your tits out, your, we'll your get, new tits out your ass. Uh, we'll go get to that later, I'm sure. At that moment, I was like, oh my God, Steve and I are going to be fighting over which of these lines we're going to pick. I uh-huh. want this guy. Like, I, will, I just <laughs> want to say, um, before, we, before we get off the subject, um, the man in question is played by um, Daniel Bernhardt, who is in, in the John Wick movies, he's in Logan, he's in Nobody, he's in Expe- Extraction 2, and Blood, and, and he took over the role Van Damme played in Bloodsport, so he was in Bloodsport too as well. I but he's a, he's a big, he's fantastic, he's actually part of the whole John Wick stunt crew. He's a big deal, this guy, actually. Well, give him, he has some acting chops. He can act, he's a good-looking guy, he's a big, he's kind of a big deal in this whole action genre stunt martial arts thing. Well, he's, it's about time. He's the real I hope deal. he's in some more of ours because he was great. And this is definitely the best performance I've seen him give. Because I've seen him in a lot of stuff. If you look into his um, filmography, he's done a lot of stuff. But the one scene that you're alluding to that we're going to save for later. <laughs> you know what? If you think this movie sucks and is a complete piece of shit, this two-minute sequence is gold. Because it opens the door for a later sequence where this man and wife go at each other. And I will say this. You know what? I don't know how many females listen to this show. And if you do, thank you. Thank you very much. This is definitely a male chauvinistic movie. However, the one oh, wife definitely. does bust some balls. But there's some... There they're threatening some, ladies I, quite a bit. There's a lot yes. of ball busting. 
There is. But no, if you're, you're not right. if you're not used to that kind of talk, it's funny in that the context of what's me. happening. However, I don't want you know, we're not we're not promoting it, but it was there it was some choice moments. First off, if you've seen any of the movies we've seen lately, and then this happens, you are just blown away, but this is even written. You're like, holy shit, where is this writing been? All this time. Absolutely. If you're a fan of 80s, 90s uh, action comedy, you'll, you've heard these words. You've heard this stuff. You've heard it said. And it's hilarious. And don't worry, ladies. This one, <laughs> this one wife, boy, she's a ball buster. Holy she's fuck. Fantastic. She rides this guy into the ground. Fan yeah, she was fantastic, too. Yeah, so no, it's kind of like, all right, this should make hopefully the ladies happy that there's, no, there's some, you know, uh, get know, some, there's some There's some balance. There's some balance. There's some, there's some violence being threatened needed, towards ladies. It was yeah. needed as well. Oh. Yes. You're absolutely yes. right. But don't worry, ladies. None of these guys are going to hurt anybody because we watched the action sequences and nobody, nobody got winged. No, but that part, the moment we're talking about, I did think I was laughing guiltily, I suppose. But I was thinking, man, there's some, uh, there's some <laughs> vibes here. There's some serious vibes of misogyny going on right now. They're pretty unwarranted, really. <laughs> it kind of comes out of nowhere. <laughs> the scene in it he's pissed well, no, off because he just got knocked off the boat right no, so he was trying to kill him he fails he's asking where's Eddie and these broads are just giggling and, and ignoring him and he's fucking shoots the float and he's like he's had it now I'm not saying yeah, what he right, he but he has had completely enough completely unnecessary right. <laughs> but I loved it it's gratuitous as hell but it was funny as hell too well you know what here's the credit if you're gonna go for it Right, if you're gonna fucking cross the line, which is what we've been asking for, because it's so bo so boring and mundane yeah. and nothing. I mean, you're hyping up as some action film, and it's barely two kids wrestling in the yard half the time. And you know, you've got all these hot chicks in there, and they what one wears a bikini every now and again. Like you don't even do nudity. Maybe it's because we're kids of the '80s. Everything was still an exploitation. Porkies. Everything was something either sexually related or they were looking at violence. It was something in those movies. Even Die Hard. How about slasher movies? Every fucking Jason film, if you they were having sex and there was titties, they were dying next. You knew things were happening. If you're going to play in this world, if you're going to be a B movie, and the reason you're usually a B movie is you don't have the budget and you don't usually get all the great actors. If you're going to play in this world, play in this world, and at least this is one of the moments they played in the world of exploitation. They yeah. went with some hard language. They went with some funny lines. They said some things and let characters be pieces of shit that we're used to in regular films. They just didn't know how to pull off action sequences because they had plenty of them. And they were long. And they were involved. Just that you never once were like, oh, there's some real stakes here. But I appreciated that there were so many of them. It, you know, yeah. it was like once they uh, blow up this house and go after him and this boat sequence happens, it's pretty much long action sequence that nothing really happens in. Some kind of funny dialogue in, in, interchange back to another sequence. Like they really started to lean into the buddy cop or the action comedies of the 80s, you know, even though obviously they're not on the yeah. same level. Yeah. But no, no, I mean, the film, the film does have. A really good pace to it as well. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, we, we talked we, about the last two movies being very long. How, 90 yeah, minute movies. A very, yeah. a very long 90s. This is 96 minutes, I believe. Yeah. But I, I felt like that was pretty swift. That pretty yeah. moved at a pretty snappy pace. That I was very grateful for. With a very good lead. In, and I have to, I good just want to give him credit. He was, a, he was of all the movies we have seen so far outside of our first, because we're just not even going to bring that up anymore. No, that's not Nothing's even, touching it. But the no, rest of them, right. uh, the only other good interchange we've had was, even though you don't like it, was Catch 44 had great actors. Maybe not a great show, but it, it was a really entertaining film with people who could act. We haven't had that in a while. We've had moments of people showing up, but this one really 
kind of leaned into it. You know what I mean? Really, that's a theatrical release cast. Then yes, yes, Catch it was. 44. They never made it for whatever reason. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I'm sure that was inching towards a theatrical release and just got dropped. Yep. No, I'll give you that. I mean, like we off, we've been back and forth and joked about a uh, setup, and I, I do maintain to this day that you would have had a far far more interesting movie if Ryan Philippi and 50 Cent switch roles. Hell, I would have even taken Paul as a 50 Cent role, 50 Cent take Felipe's role. Well, I think whatever, we get a still but we better got movie. What yeah. we, but we Imagine got me. what we got. But within that film, I think if you would have swapped 50 Cent and Ryan Philippe's roles, you would have... I'm not saying that <laughs> you can't polish a turd. I know that. But, you know, you would have been onto something a bit more pleasurable and believable. But anyway, so, you know, we've had these kind of situations where... You know, with the actors, you know, you know, Jason Patrick, Thomas Jane, John Cusack, Forrest Whitaker, you know, all these guys in these movies, have, they have elevated things where they can. Mm-hmm. Now, in this movie, or, you know, this guy, this um, whatever his name is. Mark, yeah, having, and Mark Paul there, Paul Mark, whatever um, it is. Yeah. He is charismatic, mm-hmm. you know, he's got charisma, he's a bit of a wisecracker, you know, um, it doesn't matter so much that some of the other actors suck when he's bringing it. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, you know, look, these are all fairly disposable uh, co-stars. You know, but this guy, you know you got Bruce, you can rely on Bruce, you know, so the villain is Bruce. This guy's not bad. This yeah. guy's mm-hmm. not bad, you know. You could see him in you could see him in bigger stuff. I mean, he assembles a crew of ne'er do wells, but they're decent crew. Like one guy's I drunk guess they're out of all his guys mind. He was in the he army. Was okay. With. Yeah. They're all kind of military guys. John Brotherton, the one who uh, has the the wife. That sequence between them is hilarious. Is and I must fantastic. just point out, while well, I can remember, he has got a massive forehead. I did. I he was, does. I was constantly drawn to that. But his wife is hilarious. She is fucking going in on him, just belittling him every way possible. From she wishes she could be fucked by a real man. She's chopping up his phone in a blender because his ex-wife. Because <laughs> he had the audacity to respond to his ex-wife, and I loved how she goes. Well, why'd you text her back? He goes, her mother died, and she said something. <laughs> she. <laughs> When it all when it all ends, he's like asking, "Is this mission that we're gonna go on? Is there a chance that I could be killed?" And like he's really wants out. And then she says something. She goes, "I'm gonna go take a piss on your laptop." And he goes running out. He goes, "Cause she will." Fucking, <laughs> these are the moments, right? Because yeah, no, we've not had this. some great quirky moments. If there had been better his... films we'd watched before this, we might have been like, "This movie is is fucking ridiculous and trash." But because we've had so little, uh, so little to not just make fun of, but you know. There's a lot to make fun of in this movie. Like every heist is absolutely fucking ridiculous. But these but moments fun, in though. between are so much more fun that you kind of just go, ah. I even I even found the heist stuff fun to watch. It's fun. They I'll do tell it you quick, why, but you're like, I this t- is I'll tell you why I'm found I found them fun. It's because I knew what was going on. With a lot of this stuff that's been going on in these movies, I'm not even sure what was actually it was so badly filmed, some of it. Yeah. So clumsy. Yeah. I was like, I kind of think I know what's happening. And I really, in a, movie, in a movie as dumb as this, I should know what's happening. Whereas in this movie, it was all fairly kind of, every, you know, the exposition, everything was fairly well explained to you. However, the credit is, they pull a lot of fucking twists on us. Whether we see them coming or not, you know, whether they're breadcrumbs for them, like a lot of good films do, there's a lot of surprise moments. So they have to rob this, she, she fucks up this bank thing, blah, 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 and then I'll get into a scene later about Bruce that we'll discuss because 
we'll, we'll, we'll have a comment on this. But apparently some guy in a team that Bruce has put together, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, he's going to ball the information on all the jobs he wants to do. Claire Falani's like, fuck this. I'm going to do the jobs anyways. Another long story short, not only she fucked Mark Paul, she also fucked Bruce. And we'll talk about how they, they fuck differently. <laughs> Another scene from Bruce. <laughs> um, but she's getting these guys to rob a bank truck. Basically, he-ish, <laughs> for diamonds, for $30 million in diamonds. So they rob the, the truck, get the $30 million. But in reality, this is where this is where you just got to go, whatever. Apparently, the United States government has in charge two fucking schmucks who make 15 bucks an hour in a truck to bring a key that can unlock, like, the safe of all safes. And it's not with them. It's not under military protection. They've allowed the Brinks company with your Uncle Paulie and his best friend Vinny, who who are degenerate gamblers. It's just the best job they could get to drive around. They get knocked off. And so they steal this. Well, they don't steal the key. That's the keys. There's the twist. They steal the money. And then out of the blue... My oh, man, Mark Paul, he's like, oh, I don't got two names for anything but knowing things. So I think there's something up. He goes back. She stole some kind of key. It's a big convoluted story. At the end of the day, they're <laughs> a CIA plane is, of course, is landing. It's got 15 minutes to refuel. And these guys have got a fucking Ocean's Eleven style, which is what you think they're going to do. That doesn't happen. More like... More like grab ass, grab ass teenage style. But you think they got to get out of this fucking airfield? They're gonna have 15 minutes. They got to somehow get by the CIA guards to get out of this plane to unlock this thing to steal these other diamonds. That when you do finally see the diamonds, look like maybe they were a part of some kind of uh, board game set of red diamonds. I don't know. <laughs> just, just like like. I think they went to the red, they went to the Walmart that day. And they just found these and used them as the fucking props. I remember when I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Uh, anywho, so all these other things are just like, "What the fuck?" And like these things that happen are a combination of I don't know, kind of like Happy Gil, uh, what's his name, uh, Adam Sandler movies combined with like. 80s fucking slapstick comedy like none of this should be happening no. so that stuff is somewhat fun and laughable because of how ridiculous it is but it's the moments of dialogue that either precede or follow it that keep it fun that keep you almost thinking about what was just said while this action thing is going on you're like okay all right there's some action Okay. Oh, there's a twist. Oh, there's another twist. Oh, by the way, she's. Do we tell him that twist or do we let that twist save? We'll save that. You'll save that twist? We'll save that. (laughs) Yeah, for later. Yeah. Towards it. But, you know, I think, but personally, I think because, you know, this is very, I guess this is kind of personal to us specifically right now that we've seen, we've seen bad things, man. Mm hmm. <laughs> We've almost been to war. So <laughs> you weren't there, man. You weren't there, we man. We have PTSD. We've been through some shit the last few months. Four, this was four, such at a, least four in a yeah, row. Ex- yes, this was a re- this yeah. was just a breath. Don't get carried. Don't. We're not getting carried away. You know, you you were still getting a pretty bog standard kind of movie. Yes, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's funny and action packed. Yes, and it's. Easy to follow. Yes. Them elements may well have been in the last four movies, but you only got one of them, or if you were lucky. I think all the crime stuff that we've had in the last four movies have been ridiculous, just as ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But 
they had more action for this. Like you said, it's the A team action. It's GI yeah. Joe. No one. There's a lot of shooting, and no one's getting hit. But there's a lot of it. There's a like, lot of explosions. Bullets don't run out. There's yeah. car chases. There's yeah, all kinds all of stuff. Pump yeah. shots. It's all happening. But it's all yeah. done. I think it's not. You know, it's not exceptional. But like I say, it's well. It's filmed in the sense that at least you know what's happening. And you know why it's happening. I think if they, if the listeners have been on the same journey we've been, they'd understand also where, holy shit, yeah. you're actually excited that there's finally action in the movie. Like, it's been touted as an action yeah. movie this whole time, yeah. and there's been nothing action about it. But then when it does get moving, it, it, it's pretty, I, I, thought, I found it pretty, you know, once it establishes the who's who, and you get the setup. Sorry, guys. <laughs> setup. <laughs> and once you get or past all that, I found it pleasurable exciting, hilarious, stupid, and just um, relentless, you know, in this kind yeah. of, it, it, it's going for it. And I'm like, oh, man. Like I say, I thought the previous films would be a little bit more like this one. Yes. But I think they were so formulaic and dull a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Just dull, as you pointed out, you know, if they would have just had the balls to throw in some titties or an exploding head here and there, yes, you'd be like, yeah, that'd perk you up a little bit. But they were just so dull that you were just like, what, well, you couldn't afford to at least have sent some guy on fire flying through a door. You couldn't have yeah. done that. So we're we're getting to the we're getting to the kind of. <laughs> some, I mean, when they when they rob the the truck with the duck. I've never seen so many diamonds, personally. Yes. And the fact that there was just so these, many two, these two chubby fucks yes. in control of it all. Well, the thing is, is not only is it just the diamonds, but then when you find out that they're actually holding on to something that's even more secured, and like she lock yeah. picks this like dime store lock you can get from yeah, like your like home a little, goods. Yeah. She's just got a key. And even you the know. diamonds, it look like they're in some kind of like dual, some makeshift tool. Like a truck, like a like a <laughs> toolcase. Tool yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like really, but that, <laughs> but all Joe, there are so many. There are so many diamonds in that toolbox. That is like that's the diamonds from every other movie about jewelry heist. Well, here's the funny thing though, too, though, is they get they they rob this truck, which wasn't a bad scene. It did a decent job with that. But then when they go to the plane thing and they're standing out front, and then they they they, they allude to they've done something before in the military. It's like you want to want to pull a, a Manila or whatever. And all it is is this guy in a in fucking red speedos runs the fucking through the gates. Uh, and I guess those guys are all CIA or whatever. They're the most inept guards. And because this ice cream truck comes zipping in, all the guards chase him out. We don't know how Mark Paul gets in there. We don't know how Simon somehow shows up either. And all these things that happen, you're like, it's just absolutely fucking ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. But it does end on a pretty fun note, uh, you know, where it you yeah, know, yeah. concludes on a rooftop. And you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, there was some, it, it was some interesting things. Yeah, so but, really, but don't think too hard into the no. actual plot because there's. No. I'm just telling you, it's just it's fast and loose. My advice is watch at least two of the films we've talked about previously, and then watch this. Yeah, just this watch will, the last and two. This is just watch Extraction and yeah. Vice, and then watch yeah. this, and you'll be like, yeah. or set oh. up, and you know, yeah, or and <laughs> yeah. fire, uh, fire with fire, fire with fire. Any of those movies, just a cocktail of either two movies, and. You'll watch this, as, and it's a breath of fresh air. You'll be so excited to try to like, suck your own dick. Is, That's not yet. much on your view. Yeah, you'll be like, man, <laughs> this is some funny shit at least. You know what? Like Jack Nicholson says in One Full of the Cookies Nest. 
I tried, God damn it. Yes, yeah, at least I tried, God damn it. At least I tried. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And these guys try. Well, it's a good segue to talk about Mr. Willis, since this is the podcast we talk about. And um, yes. I do have a note. And it, it's disappointing. The very first scene we get of him, like I said, it's pointless. The turnaround and the slap, and this is the color of red I want. I was like, oh, yeah. Bruce is back in his fucking game, baby. Then the next scene, though. The next scene of him talking to the guy who may have gotten all the information and gets stabbed in the hand, who's the worst uh, the actor. Chess. He, yeah, the, the chess. chess scene. That kid was such a bad actor, I wrote down, I wish he'd actually got stabbed in the neck in reality. He was awful. <laughs> However, this hurts to say, Mr. Willis was reading his lines off a cue card off camera and does not do a good job of that. You can see him looking over at it and then talking to the guy. That hurt me. That hurt. All the other films, I know he's been kind of, you know, for most of them. Some he's, you know, some he's been having fun in, and some he's just not, not where he's at. And look, maybe this is the beginning that no one really noticed. Maybe this is the beginning of his aphasia. Maybe this is the onset of it. Maybe no one knows it at the time, you know, and maybe not even he does. And as I've said, as you, as more of these movies get going, more and more times, uh, his time on set is cut down. His lines are cut down. Like, that's not normal for an actor. Very few actors want less lines. So I don't want to be too mean to him, but it is noticeable. So if you watch the film, there's a scene where he's playing chess with a guy, and he's talking shit, and he's threatening him and all this stuff. And But you can watch when he gets those close-ups, and he's responding to him. He looks left off camera to see his card, and then he looks back at the actor. I was like, oh. And the first time I thought, okay, maybe it was once, but he did almost every reaction. I was like, oh, this is. First of all, he's not even talking to the guy, so I don't know how the camera's set up. But he should have just had it right in front of him. Right. As if he's yeah. at the eye line of the guy he's going to talk to. And that's easy peasy. But it hurt. It hurt. Mm. Yeah, uh, and part I of this acting then... for him, it was it was hot and cold for him. He had a good moment. And then, oof. And then the yeah, moment the where we don't talk that. about we won't talk about the other surprise when he's like, oh, you thought you would like, oh, she might like the soft. She likes a rough woman. Like he's holding, pulling her hair. It's like, oh, another good moment. But then he was like a, a, a balloon. One minute he's full. Next minute he's deflated. Yeah, full I think, then um, deflated. I, uh, I think there's signs are beginning to show. This would probably be that, like I said, having to read cue cards off screen. Actors do that. Marlon Brando did that. But being so, I mean, they're like two, three word responses. He has to look over because he can't remember them. That is probably a sign. And again, so I don't, I don't want to be mean to him. You know what I mean? I'm not trying no, to be a dick not. about it. And so now that we know no. that he has his aphasia, it's probably a sign. However, if you're the person on set, if you're shooting this, you gotta. You you gotta get a take where he doesn't. Like even if you have to run a couple of times and just or even put a in ear earpiece, you know, like a music. I will have. say this. You, in, in under normal circumstances, I would say you're absolutely right. But we are in the world of cheap jack movie making here. <laughs> yeah. And who knows? Do you know what I'm thinking? Also, in the defense of the filmmakers at this point, I'll give them that. Yeah. Maybe this was just the best take. And you know what? Maybe, they, obviously, they don't know what he's got. No. He doesn't know what he's got at this point. We're in the early point. stages of all this, so. We got Bruce Willis. I'm a first-time director. I'm not saying a fucking thing to this guy. Right? That's probably what it is. He's not only a first-time director. He's an, This is the only time he's directed. Yeah. And I... I'm just saying... All I'm saying is there are various possibilities as to why yeah. we... And at, the, and at this point, because we will, hey, in two films' time, I might be saying something completely different. Yeah. But at this point, I'm just going to say, you know what? Maybe, you know, he wasn't there for long, as we know. They, yeah. You know, they hired him for like a day or two. Maybe that was just the best take they had. And they thought, well, we'll get this by people. No one's yeah. really going to pick up. I'll give him that right they now. Were wrong. But you're right. You're, yeah, you're not wrong. 
You're absolutely not wrong. No, I'm saying I'm saying but, they were wrong. They didn't get it by us. Not no, if you're no, in the no. cheeky bastard. No, you're right. But but what I'm saying is that's a possible reason. That's a re- right. Yeah. It's not. It's not like an excuse. That's a reason. Maybe yeah. they only had three takes of Bruce Willis. Who fucking knows? The sound yeah. may may not have come. You know, there could yeah. be a lot of reasons why. They, and they ended up having to use a pretty bogus. Mm. You know, ver, yeah. you know, like I say, where he he looked off camera or he was meant to do this and did that. We'll have to let it go. I mean, it is what it is. But no, I know what you're saying. You're right. Hopefully, maybe we don't get that so much, or maybe we get it a lot. Yeah. I mean, we may be dealing with, I've heard people allude to in other reviews, you know, you get the back of Bruce Willis's head for most of his screen time mm, in yeah. other films I've heard. But hey. And, you know, we, we, we have the luxury of, of knowing this post diagnosis yeah. yeah pre-diagnosis you start to go what is this fucking guy doing you know what i mean yeah. if you don't know yeah. what's happening you start going what is this what's is up it? no Bruce? i mean this is it this is the thing but this is what we're investigating and yeah. i feel like you know we might get it's going to get worse yeah it's going to get worse before it gets better probably it's going to get worse but there could potentially be much like in this movie things that elevate the movie yeah, we're not going to be relying on Bruce to elevate these movies. No. Although, I did because I enjoyed this to see what we've got coming up. Uh, our next one is Marauders. Again, from the trailer, it looks pretty decent. And then um, the one I said that we were looking forward to is the Once Upon a Time in Venice. He is the yeah, star. Yeah. No, absolutely. And so, but what I'm saying is in a lot of these films, he's going to... He's going to be in them for 15 minutes. So that's a big ask. Yeah, especially because he does 20, what do we say, 22, 26 in a row. I'm just saying it's a end. big yeah. ask. It's a big ask. That he's going to be the, he's going to elevate what we've got. But anyway, what do you think of his of his performance overall? I mean, well, I'm not asking the. We're about to get to the end part. I'm just asking you. What overall, was your, you know, general, yeah, when you're kind of watching, just yeah. a throwaway comment. He's not in it much, is he? No, no. This is a setup territory. He's in it. He's in it very. But it, to the filmmaker's credit, you don't notice he's not in it much. No, he's used because well. they do have a lot of stuff going on there that it's okay. Happening. He's not in it. Yeah, you're okay with yeah, him not yeah, being in it all yes. the time. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm sort of saying. Is that in these future films. Maybe there's enough going on that <laughs> might be in the beginning and the end. And who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But um, I, I thought, you know, I thought, I thought he did a decent enough job. I'll say that right Fair. now. Don't you fucking do it, woman! Don't you do it? Maybe you should have not texted your ex-wife. Her mother died. I'm not fucking doing it. You can die in hell. Oh, hell would be fucking paradise compared to being married to you. Andrew told me about the job. We're not done with our talk. I'm in, man. Yeah, you're in the right. And for a whole new world to hurt. You haven't heard the details. I don't need to. I don't care. As long as it involves Hertzberg, it's going to make me fuck out of this house for a while. And what the hell's so wrong with our house? This thing fairly dangerous? Sure. It's Jack, right? Yeah. Well, Jack, I'm missing my life. I miss getting fucked by a real man. We all make sacrifices. <sighs> well, choke a bitch. Can you shut the fuck up? I hope you get shot. Look in my eyes, Jack. Do I look happy to you? I hope you get dick shawl. It's this. Every day. The worst kind of shawl. You married Jack? You got kids? Ish. Yeah. Nicholas. <laughs> it sucks, man. Because everybody's happy except me. me. Nicholas. Oh, me. I'm just looking for a reason to put a gun back in my hand and a bullet in someone else's brain before I put one in my own. So tell me, are the guys we're going up against the bad faceless corporation? Oh, that's even better. It's Nicholas. What? I'm gonna give you cramps. That's it. Pack your shit, take those fucking rat dogs, and get out of my house! One of those dogs is yours, cocksucker. Do I look like I wanted a fucking Labradoodle? She's our baby. 
I'm gonna piss on your laptop. She will. Excuse me. All right, sir. We will start with our favorite scenes, and I have a feeling that some of these are gonna be pretty close together. Favorite scene. There are a lot of enjoyable dialogue moments, and that is something we have not said in the last seven months since the no. first fucking one. How? There's been a couple of occasions I couldn't even think of a good line. The last time I remember being laugh out loud was when Bruce Willis said, do I come down to where you work and knock the dick out of your mouth? The last was the last time I was like, oh, okay. This and is all the that, things in, yes. Yeah, this yes, is in that level. level. Absolutely. So my favorite scene is Simon, who is Bruce's right-hand man. He's just falling Daniel into the water, Barnhart. and he walks up, and he's on this pool deck, and there's these pretty hot ladies sitting there. And he just has had enough, and he starts shit-talking Eddie's whores. And I absolutely loved it. For me, a close second would be the husband and wife fucking just throw down. The ball busting throw down that may or may not have ended with their running into the house and taking a piss on his laptop. But those are some great choice dialogue moments. And the actors in them deserve all the credit. The girls who sat there and just acted pretty, I give them credit for taking the verbal abuse. And and be, but being able to, but well. be, yeah, but be able to also emote a response on their face as opposed to just deer in headlights. You know what I mean? Like I'm just here because I'm pretty. So that is my favorite scene. Simon shit talking Eddie's whores. Mister Smith, what is yours? And did you just grab your phone or are you uh, thinking about no. those ladies and something else is going on? We need to take a moment. Yeah. Oh, no, over um... here, Eddie <laughs> Junior. <laughs> hey, oh, do you know what I? There's a lot. On one hand, it's quite easy to pick a good scene. I was hoping that your girl Lydia was going to be naked, and I was no, like, so I was not as because much I because I, I know how much because I, I remember telling you she's going to be in more of these, and you got all excited when I was texting you. I was like, as soon as I saw, her, I was like, oh, we're getting a sex scene with. I thought Steve is going to be adding no, to his collection. Um, I found it easy because there were so many. What I found difficult was which one. Do you know what I mean? I do know. What you well, mean. usually I was like, well, there's only one fucking decent scene in this movie. <laughs> That's the this one had credits. quite a few. Yeah, well, the last movie was yeah. the opening credits. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say that this time, though. For me, right, I'm going to have to grab my phone. <laughs> just so I can remember the guy's name. But I don't mean this dis that disrespectfully, really. So my favourite scene in the movie is where our main character, Mark Paul Gosselaar. Gosselaar, yeah. Mark, MPG. MPG, baby. MPG, Oh, um, when he meets up with one of his old army buddies in a bar. <laughs> and that guy is an actor called Nick Loeb, who plays a guy called Andrew Herzberg. He's a fucking drunk. <laughs> now, it is just such, to me, it just cracked me up because the guy is such a fucking mess and he's throwing up and there's all kinds of shit. What are you guys shit. doing in Thailand? <laughs> <laughs> right, so, like, there's all this crazy shit going, going on and... And he said to this sniper, so the main character said to his sniper girlfriend, friend, that, you know, like, sort of like, I know a guy who can help us. And like, <laughs> when, you get, when you get to see him, you think, you guys are fucked. <laughs> so it's just, a, it's basically an introduction to a character scene. Yeah, we don't realize he's putting together a team. And no, it's yeah, two so guys. He, he's putting together two guys. Like, well, yeah. well, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, he's putting together Oceans 2. Or Ocean's Three, <laughs> Ocean's or Four. Yeah. So like, yeah, it, it's literally. I, I'm, I don't want to get too far into it because I've got more to add when it comes to dialogue. Oh, right. My favorite, um, <laughs> like my favorite one-liner or whatever. 
But for now, I will just say the introduction of his drunken war buddy. We'll, we'll get more into that more <laughs> as we talk about the movie dialogue. But that was my favourite scene. As you took the... I'm, I'm not going to say you... That's bit be cheap of me to say you took the obvious scene. It's only obvious because it's so fucking good. I picked it because it was the first one up the gate that I, that completely yeah. changed no, my mind in the movie. It's an exceptional moment. And it's great because it leads to our best one-liner. Best one-liner. I have two. One is a surprise, and I left I've it out. three. Wow. Mine comes from Claire Forlani. When in the morning, they've dropped off, or they get in the boat, or she's getting out of the boat, or whatever, and they've just done this whole big boat chase, and hours... <laughs> What seems like minutes before, but really in time frame, seems like it could have been eight hours the way they jumped time quickly. She says to uh, Lydia Hall, your your girl, your coos, oh. she goes, I don't know what he ever saw in you. And she says, I gave him a reason to fuck with the lights on. And I thought, whoa, oh. we never get to have ladies say such fucking cool dialogue. That's usually something a guy says. And I was like, fuck yeah, Claire Forlani of fucking mall rats fame. Hey. Oh, and a Michael Bay tie. She was fucking in the rock. She That's was right. She's James daughter. Bond's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but she goes, I gave him a reason to fuck with the lights on. I thought, yeah, that Damn. was great. Woo. That's a good line. My second one is... Simon is pissed. He, he's got dumped in the water. He's pissed off. He failed. He's looking for Eddie. I've got it all here. He says, hey, where's Eddie? And these girls just keep laughing. Pulls out his gun and he shoots one of the pool floats. And this one girl goes, what the fuck? And he goes, hey, dick breath. I, I was like, we're in. And that would remind me of like, do I come down there and slap the dick out of your mouth? And yeah, I think my yeah. third, no, it's not really a line, but my third favorite part is when the girl goes, I'm going to go in there and take a piss on your laptop. And he goes, I had to go. She is going to do it. She, <laughs> she will. <laughs> she will. <laughs> oh, when's the last time we had to think about what's our favorite? Like we literally did like, I literally could do a fucking gold, silver and bronze medal for these things. Yeah. Some of these movies, I didn't even have a line. Oh, no, I, I was like, I didn't think of anything. But this, this had a bunch. All right. Here we Yo, Mr. Smith is going to impart on us some of the great clips. So I've, I've written Simon's whole... Full thing, the full monologue, yeah. sweet. Any actors out there listening to this, up and coming, <laughs> you take this monologue in with you. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're going to get hired. Don't do all this Macbeth bullshit. This is the one. Okay, look, this isn't my favorite line, though, but I just think the... I just think the the listeners need to hear. Fire it off. Or should I not do it? Oh, no, you should do it. Okay. Because let's be honest, probably 98% of the people listening aren't going to watch this fucking movie anyways. Okay. So he says to these hoos. These coozies. He says, ladies, you've got about two more years of whoring yourself out before a whole new batch of younger and pretty whores come rolling in through that front door, and all you're going to have to show for it is a closet full of old shoes and a banged-up pussy. Now, if I had a vagina and your ass and her fucking tits, I'd be a fucking millionaire. Instead, the Lord, the good Lord blessed me with a big dick and moral flexibility. <laughs> That's what he says. Out of nowhere, just a kind of meathead, silent assassin guy comes out and says all of that. And it, it was just a huh. blessed moment. It was fantastic. But it's and then not he much. says something else to that girl, too, because he goes, uh, she says oh, something he, back to him. He goes, if you don't tell me where he is, I'm going to slap those brand new titties right out. So hard, right? come right that, out your ass or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's when it got violent. I didn't like that so much. I just like. I know. Uh, that was some good writing. 
For, hey, where's Febreze? You don't pass some more. They need to fucking take some notes here. Listen, that was the just the, that was just a standout moment from the film in general that I think Scott and myself just wanted to share with you. So my favorite line is from the scene, the aforementioned scene, where the main character meets his old war buddy Andy, <laughs> who is in a I believe in a, a Hawaiian shirt covered in his own puke, much like you're often yes been found yes. by your yes. by your family. <laughs> After I'd done recording this, you see a blackout. <laughs> what are you doing in Thailand? <laughs> but anyway, but yeah. The, so the line is the drunk fuck. The drunk fuck up says, "What brings you to Thailand?" <laughs> the main guy goes, <laughs> "We're in Mississippi." So that was my favorite line. <laughs> but then there's another one where the main character says to Simon, "You're not dead yet." <laughs> and Simon says, "Only on the inside." <laughs> I just love so, that. So they would just tear my back. But there's more. There are more. Oh, there's but, you so know, this many. Is, I'm, only allowed, so I'm many. only allowed to choose one good line from the movie, and I've given a monologue and two lines from the yes. movie, and there's more. All right, so that brings us to our best performance. Best performance. Performance and character are always different, obviously. Some people really do a great job, and some people just, their characters are great. Hilarious. You just love them. They aren't always the same for me. I think the best performance is Mark Paul Gosler. I think he elevates this. He's a, our first fucking lead. Like, he's a B-movie actor, but he really was good. I wish he was in all the other movies we saw because yeah, no, no, he is I'm hitting home runs. Like, he is actually putting an amazing performance. Everything he says is believable. I think it's why this movie is able to continue to go forward, even though we know our action scenes are long and ridiculous and no, there's no stakes in them. Even he gets in some good choice lines and has some fun with it. And I really, really enjoyed him in this role. And I'm hopeful he'll be in more, which I haven't said that about anyone else yet. I'm hoping he'll be in more because if he is and he can put in the same kind of performance, it might help us get through the fucking movie because we've had some real dead weights so yeah, far. I mean, absolutely. Jason Patrick is a professional actor ahead of Mark. He's been in some oh, big name no movies. Question. And like you said, he was just terrible in The Prince. Mark Paul, MPG, as he's going to be known on this fucking podcast over MVP, here. MVP, M. Oh, the MVP is MPG. Hey. So you down with MPG? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> MPG deserves that he was great. Uh, he, you know, he's not the Saved by the Bell kid, you know, from the 90s. Those of you who know the show, he was probably the standout of this. And it could have. It could have taken a real big nosedive thanks to MPG, Mark Paul Gossler. He was fantastic and helped this movie rise above the shit turd pile we have been stuck in for four consecutive months. Mr. Smith, who wins your MVP for best performance? Okay, so it's Daniel Bernhardt, Simon, the heavy. The heavy. Uh, yeah, he's he, really, given, he really is the, the yeah, bad guy. <laughs> he's, yeah, I mean, he's great. Um and he is, in many films previously, he's been the silent guy, the silent menacing heavy. So to see him being quite animated and expressive and get such great dialogue, it's kind of like, where have you been hiding? Sort of thing. Well, you haven't been hiding, have you? You haven't been given the opportunity. Or maybe he's been taking better money other places and just not doing these kind of films. Who knows? Yeah, so for me, yeah. He gives a really great performance, and it's just a revelatory performance, really, mm -hmm. because you sort of look at guys like him and you think, well, there's a reason they don't say much. 
Probably because they're planks of wood. Well, even when we open the movie, he's just standing in the background smiling exactly. as Bruce so smacks him. You think, oh, he's just that guy. guy. Yeah, exactly. He won't say anything. He'll just punch people a lot. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, he gets to he's an all-around character, and he pulls it all off exceptionally well. So Daniel Bernhardt as Syme, yeah, he is my favorite performer of the film. Well-deserved, too. Well-deserved, you're not dead yet? Only on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Great line. The two MVPs out there throwing hey, punches. Oh, Absolutely. That leads us to our favorite character. Favorite character. And while he wasn't my MP, MVP, he is my favorite character, and that is Daniel Bernhardt as Simon. Simon starts the movie. You just think he's a guy in a suit. He's just going to, you know, he's going to say, he's going to say things like, Get to the chopper, or just be real wooden, real. You know, he'll do some action, but that's all he can do. He can't you tie his shoes. Take care of him, boss. Exactly. Yeah. And even one of his first lines, "They'll be dead by morning." You're like, oh, okay. And he falls in the water, and you're like, all right, this guy's just a fucking wet noodle. And then a dick breath. From that moment no, no. on, oh, when he says, hey, "It's almost like they rewrote the movie for him." Maybe they're like, "Bruce is going <laughs> to say most of the stuff," but Bruce can't. They're like. Simon, and Give like, it to I him. got this. He's like, oh, hey, I'm fucking yeah. Simon Bernard, you bees, you ship. Hey, yeah. dick breath. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what'd you just say? He's like, say that again. Hey, <laughs> <A> dick breath. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. from that monologue to even the funny quip of, uh, it's even how he says just on the inside. Him and Mark are playing, they're, they've got great chemistry when they're going back and forth. It's just, I don't know. It was really, really fun. He was fantastic. He saves a movie. Like I said, him, MP, I would love to see a buddy comedy with him and MPG. They would be fantastic Why together, not? right? Like I'm all in. A B-movie version of The Good Guys. They like would be fantastic. Boy, yeah, like a white boy, bad boy. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> bad crackers. It be called bad white, crackers. <laughs> white boy, bad boys. I don't know. No, saltless, yeah. saltless, salty crackers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. But yeah, uh, I love. I'm I'm really hoping that uh, Mr. Burnout will pop up more because if he does, I hope they also allow him to spread his acting chops. Agreed. Mr. Smith, favorite character. Well, I, I can't. I've got to. Andrew Hertzberg, played by Nick Lowe, <laughs> the drunk fuck up kind of who shows up in the ice cream truck with the red yeah, fucking with, nut his pan, with his fucking underwear on. Yeah, there's a bit. There's a scene. Don't ask any. Don't Don't ask guys. He's he's got a pair of Fucking, what do you call it? I, I guess a boxer shorts or whatever. Yeah, and I don't know. Tidy whitey's nut huggers. Tidy, yeah. Well, yeah, and he's just, he's kind of like, I guess, um, unfortunately, just he's kind of an underwritten character, really. Yeah. Because you can tell he's kind of like this kind of goofball, loose cannon guy who's a bit crazy and does the crazy shit they need, but there just wasn't enough for him to do, basically. Well, unfortunately, the next guy we meet who does the with the girlfriend, he's not yeah. the same, but... He steals, like he steals whatever thunder Absolutely. from that earlier scene. Because all of a sudden, yeah, like, they're yeah. going back and forth. You're like, is he gonna? Like, I just thought he might shoot her. Yeah, like yeah, that would have yeah. been funny if he had, like, <laughs> it would have been, been um, awful. But Andrew Hertzberg, played by Nick Love, he's such a funny. You could tell there should be more to him, and unfortunately, there's not. So I won't give him the best performance. He gets best character though, because just just for the exchange of what brings you to Thailand. This mate says, we're in Mississippi. Just shows how fucked up on booze. His girlfriend comes in and says, you pissed the bed again. And he sniffs, he goes, yeah, that's me. No, and she says it smells of whiskey and disappointment or something. I knew it was you because it smelled of whiskey and disappointment or something like that. And he smells the sheets and he goes, yeah, that's me. Yeah, and he's 
Cody's face is covered in sweat and puke, <laughs> and it's just top notch. So he's my favourite character. Just it didn't get enough to do. That's why Daniel Bernhardt gets best performance. So it's kind of like a, it's the way it had to be. All right, that brings us to the moment of truth. The moment of truth. Did Willis Bruce, if you know him well enough? Did Mr. Bruce Willis drop a deuce or a Bruce? Ah, I feel that I'm going to get some slack for this because probably some of it is the onset of his mental disorder that at the time of filming, no one knew. He has some good moments in the film. He does. Like the opening is great, but he is just so out. And you know, this is probably the thing. He is so outshined by so many other people in this film. He's forgettable. And I haven't said that about him in other films. You know, like sometimes you like in some of the films, you're like, thank like for the setup. It's like, thank God he's back on screen, you know. And unfortunately, in this one, his character could have been played by somebody else and you wouldn't it wouldn't have missed a beat. And I fucking hate having to say that. And I feel terrible saying it. But I'm going to be honest, too. I can't I can't sugarcoat it. I feel sometimes I've listened back and maybe I was a little too easy on him here and there. And again, I do understand he's probably in the onset of a disease that he doesn't know he has. And I'm sure in the moments that people are on set, they're probably like, this dude's fucking just mailing it and doesn't even care. Because MPG, a guy from Saved by the Bell, is out, out acting? The great Bruce Willis? A guy, a guy who's mostly a stunt person is out acting? The great Bruce Willis? So for me, unfortunately, I have to be honest, based on the performance, I can't give special consideration for the aphasia because that's just not fair. You know, because we could because we go from the rest of the way. So then all he does is drop a bruise because he has a, you know, he had a disease he didn't know about. He still took this role. He didn't know he had the disease at the time. And this is what he gave. And while I won't say he dropped a heavy deuce, it's one of those ones where it's probably just he nipped one off, but he does because he has a few good moments, but a lot of times he is so over he is so overshadowed in this film, and that has not happened in the other films. So it's kind of all. like a deuce, but a floater. Yeah, float, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, he say, you know, he was like, ah, I feel constipated. Oh, but one fell out. He's like, oh, yeah, I got he's, one he's out. Not sinking, yeah. He's not sinking. The he's not sinking the business. He's not sinking the ship because he has some good moments, yeah, yeah, some yeah. fun. But he is just okay. he's acted a, off the screen, in my opinion. He like when you watch it, most people will be like, yeah. oh, now that's that's pretty um, eloquently put, I'd say. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, I do have to say that he has dropped. Either his third or fourth deuce at this point for me. He most definitely dropped a deuce. But I'm hopeful because the yeah. tone of the films at least moved up. And I know from a trailer I watched, he's a lead coming up soon for us. And so I'm very hopeful that he will once again show the acting chops that have made him the great Bruce Willis that he is. But Mr. Smith, how say you on this matter? Mm, yes, tricky, really, because he's not in it much. Um, it's another one of them ones where I kind of feel like he didn't really have much to do anyway. But I, I know what you're saying. Put it this way, it's kind of like, I feel like I wasn't as disappointed in his performance as you were, but I still feel like it's a deuce. He, he dropped a deuce. He most definitely dropped a deuce. Because everyone else is like, we haven't had to say this before, but everyone else in the film, for the, you know, not everyone, but the major players are so much more memorable, so much more out there. Simon, who's supposed to be his, his second-hand man, is way better as a villain. You know, all these other people we, we can recall and remember. And there's a few moments we remember of Bruce. But for the most part, it was one of those movies that when he came back on screen, I was like, oh, that's right, he's in the film. Kind of like John Cusack and The Prince. Like, oh, that's right, I forgot <laughs> Bruce is in this movie. Yeah, so I'm going to say 
Bruce dropped a deuce in this one. Although probably I wasn't as disappointed as you are. That's redundant ultimately though, because we both come to the same con we're both coming to the same conclusion really. I think just the disappointment is you see how much everyone else is doing. Yeah, no, you're and right. That's he's it. the one having to pull people and he didn't. Not so in this, no. Yeah. No. Unfortunately. Yeah, so yeah, so Bruce dropped the deuce. Now it comes down to is this movie a Bruce or a deuce? And which is the most important? Uh, this is a tough one. This is this is tough. This is very tough because in the grand scheme of movies, this is a shitty movie. However, shitty movies can be fun, and they should be allowed to be fun. I don't think this movie took itself seriously. I think a lot of the movies we have watched before have tried to take themselves seriously, and have failed miserably. This movie got great performances out of people, people we'd never heard of before, people I'd never even seen act before. If someone told me that I was going to enjoy the following names of John Brotherton, Daniel Bernhardt, and Sam Loeb, along with MPG, I would have told you, you're fucking mind. I don't even want to watch that movie. And yet... Here I am laughing joyfully at that. I was surprised by the performances. Oh, so I'm going to give it a Bruce for the fact that I enjoyed the shit out of it. I know overall that set up and stuff, it's, a, it's a shit movie. I know that most people say this is a deuce and I get why you would say that. But you haven't also been in the foxhole for the last four months watching nothing but shit being dropped on you. And this had action in it. It had really funny dialogue in it and characters coming out of the left field and it being this really wacky A-team wannabe. It's just all over the place. And so if you're a person who enjoys movies like The Room or, or we can sit down and enjoy a movie knowing that it's not great, but yet you have so fun watching it, I, I give it a Bruce this time. I, I know it's been a long time since I've given a movie a Bruce, but this one for me is a Bruce. This film was definitely dropped a Bruce. Now, there may be movies that come down the road that might be better, and I might go, oh, wait a minute, maybe I was wrong. But right now, in this day, and when this debuts in October of 2023, trick or treat, baby, this one for me is a treat. It's a Bruce. Mr. Smith, what say you? No question. This is a Bruce. This film was definitely dropped a Bruce. You know what? And I don't think it's just because it doesn't get that title because the other ones were so bad. I genuinely think this is an okay little movie. Where else are you going to see this? You are going to see this on a streaming channel. That's a Tuesday night, 9pm. You've got time to get through a movie. You could do far worse by watching far bigger movies, mm -hmm. by watching far more acclaimed movies than this. You could have fun. You could seriously have some good fun with this movie you know i've been at the cinema in the last year and a half and seen movies far more big budgeted and acclaimed than this and they've sucked you know so yeah you know what this is a this is a straight to stream and movie i think it's earned the title of b movie the rest aren't yeah. b movies the rest the rest are in the b movie category but they don't live yeah. up to what you think a yeah. b movie is from the, yeah. our 80s 90s versions of b movies it's some tits and some exp more blood away from earning a real place yeah. in b movie history yeah and unfortunately it didn't but if it did no. i don't know if you had this channel over there but here in america we had a channel called the usa network 
And USA had a ch- uh, like late 80s, early 90s, had a thing called USA Up All Night for the Insomniacs. And they would play B-grade movies. This you know movie I think I've heard of this. would be yeah, on in those this. days, except you would have, those girls would be sitting there and they would have been sunning topless and people would have blown up. Like when that grenade mm. went off, that poor black gentleman would come through the door, his body would have blown up into guts and stuff and cool. And yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. difference. The only difference yeah. really is it just is missing those little elements that would have made this movie even more. One of those ones you would actually put in your collection because of how of a glorious B-movie it yeah, could have yeah, been. yeah. This is just a good bit of fun, you know, and it does everything. You know, it's not going to be a gore fest. It's not going to be a TNA fest. They need to sell this to as many streaming services as possible. And the best way to do that is to play it safe. Unfortunately, you know, we get a raw deal because of that. But they elevate it mm-hmm. with some good writing and some great performances. So this is probably, for me... I'm going to say this is the best movie, this is the best Bruce movie I've seen since Assassination of a High School President. Unfortunately, not because of Bruce Willis, though. You know, it didn't need Bruce Willis to be good. No, it did not. No. So It just needed MPG. Yeah, it's a bit, bit, it's bittersweet to say that, you know. I, I want every film, yeah. to, if Bruce Willis is in it, I want him to be the best thing about it. And he's not. But that's the way it goes sometimes. I was just, I'm as surprised as you were. <laughs> so you know what? Bruce dropped a deuce and the movie dropped a Bruce. And we haven't said that. We, I don't think we've said that yet. That's, a, no. that's the first. No, that's, that's a true. twist. That's true. That's true. Well, I want to thank all of you, uh, especially those of you listening to us on the Action Heroes Podcast Network. Thank you, guys. Hopefully next month will be a little more exciting as we get Marauders. Marauders is a twisty bank heist movie, which... Looks pretty decent. And for those of you who have started at this moment in two weeks, you can listen to the final five films in our 15-movie, three-month journey on the Cheeky Bastards podcast through the Michael Bay fucking catalog. So you know where to find us. We're the Cheeky Bastards. This is Dropping a Bruce. Thank you. And that will do it for our eighth episode. Please feel free to reach out to us on the show's socials, which can be found in the show notes. And tell us what you thought about this film, how you feel about Bruce as an actor, or even to let us know what you think about this podcast. We'd also greatly appreciate it if you'd give our show a like, leave us a review, and follow the podcast on the Last of the Action Heroes Podcast Network, where you can find other amazing shows dedicated to such iconic action stars as Stallone, Lundgren, Van Damme, Schwarzenegger, and Seagal. The link to the network can be found in our show notes. So be sure to check out new episodes of our main show, The Cheeky Bastards Podcast. They drop two weeks prior to Dropping a Bruce and are available wherever you get your podcast. And now also on the Last of the Action Heroes Podcast Network. So won't you please join us again next month as Steve and I will be reviewing Bruce's role in 2016's action thriller, Marauders, to once again see if he dropped a deuce or if he dropped a Bruce. Until then. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. This has been a man with an exceptional beard production. <laughs>